Alright. Uh, let's dive right in. Hey, uh, wait, nope. How do I do this? How do we start? I always fucking forget. I don't uh, <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Matthew. Uh, Matt. And I'm Alexis. And we are coming at you today all across the New England coast because we are getting excited to go see a new Thor movie. Woo. Are we? Okay. Wow, rude. What? Right. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like fine. I, I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't think I number one in beef. So I don't. I thought you. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Am I excited to see Thor, like the person Thor? Yes. But like, eh, the rest of it. <laughs> I am honestly shocked right now. Oh. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, all right, let's dive right in. Um, <laughs> first question. Why? <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll be good. Like Ragnarok was good. I like. Um, you like Taika? Yeah. Uh, maybe it. Maybe it's just Marvel burnout. Still, I don't know. I get that. Like, I feel like that's a that's a good excuse. No, because this this middle it's it's non fucking stop. Yeah. Um, non stop so like, when we have an episode like once every other month. Yeah, but you're you're saying it as if oh we did we did one episode for Loki, but you said that as if that wasn't fucking nine weeks of my life. <laughs> like yeah, sure we're we're sitting here babbling about this shit infrequently, but that doesn't mean having to watch all of the shit isn't a thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean yeah no it'll be good. Taika's good, Thor's good. I know really nothing about it like. Is he going to be with the Guardians because he was going into space? I don't know. Um, are we even going to be touching upon multiverses, even though that seems to be like the basis of everything? But he doesn't really seem to give two fucks about multiverses. Like, or maybe we are, and that's why Natalie Portman has the hammer. I don't know what the hell's going on. So you know, okay, so you clearly know a few things then. Though. I know that thing. I know. Well, that got spoiled to me at some point, and I was a little peeved by that. Um, you mean by so the trailer? Like a, yeah, I mean, that seems like it's a big Or the thing. poster I, for the movie or the <laughs> announcement of the movie, I guess. Yeah, but but uh, once again, it seems like why would you put that every like you were already going to get asses and seats. It wasn't a necessity to spoil that little thing. Like, obviously, it's going to be integral to the to the whole plot. But like, I don't know. That seemed like a cool thing that you could have actually. It, it's like if in in Endgame, they showed fucking captain america with the hammer in his hand on the fucking poster you'd be like this is some stupid ass shit <laughs> but what if it happens in the first five minutes of the movie then fine then it's a exciting thing that happens in the first five minutes like <laughs> man i, I mean know. i'm mostly with you i would rather know fucking nothing about a movie before going into it uh any movie let alone a marvel movie and i think um I don't remember if I said this, but I remember thinking it I uh, after like we saw Doctor Strange and I watched the trailer for Doctor Strange and saw how much they put into Doctor Strange, including but not limited to like basically showcasing that Professor X was going to be in the movie. Like, why would you put that? That seemed like a really big yeah. secret to, to hide. I, I didn't, I didn't, Natalie Portman I luckily thing, didn't like, see that. OK, maybe, maybe not, but. I don't know. It seems like a big deal and it seems like a weird thing to spoil at the gate, but 
fine. But yeah, that's that's the only bit about this I know is that Natalie Portman has the hammer. Yeah, she does. It's like um, it's like it's like beyond that. Like maybe the Guardians are in this. I have no idea. I know they're making another Guardians, but like I will did, say like the, with the Natalie Portman thing, I, I'm not saying this is a good or bad thing. When they announced the movie that they were going to make a, a fourth Thor movie, they announced it by having Natalie Portman come out and like holding up the hammer with Taika. Ah. Um, right. Which is in reference to a, a story because in sure. in the comics, Jane gets the hammer for like a good long while. I'm pretty sure, Alexis, you have read or you've read some of them? I've read some of them. I don't, yeah, okay. I don't think I've read full runs. Yeah. Um, but it does seem in line... Like to your to your questions of like like what is it about like one is it a multiverse movie like I don't know I don't think so um, I obviously don't know for sure but my assumption is that if it's going to do something that connects it to the greater part of like whatever's happening in Phase Four um, it is probably going to be more about just like universe expanding or like like introducing new concepts to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that would be my guess. Um, rather than necessarily doing a multiverse thing but maybe it is a multiverse thing yeah it kind of um, seems weird that like now that the multiverse cat is out of the proverbial bag like if anything doesn't include multiverse shit then it comes off as like odd because there are these like universe altering things seemingly happening in every single piece of content they're releasing now so then having it not be referenced or involved or or be the center of what's going on then seems odd to me like it I, well, there I, still I, could be I, something universe universe shattering right like sure. you're gonna hate that i'm about to say to say this but like eternals and shang chi both introduced new concepts to the universe maybe not universe shattering concept but they just they both brought in new things that made the universe bigger right because uh, Shang-Chi introduced those like weird little extra pocket dimensions, right? Um, where that dragon yeah. lived. The Eternals brought in this concept of like the space god that is like Arashem and what is an Eternal and a Deviant and their purposes and yada, yada, yada. So there's stuff like that that seems to be being added into the universe to make it bigger and more grandiose. If not just like, oh, hey, there's a version of Earth where red means go and green means stop <laughs> and pizzas in ball form sure i don't, I don't know it just seems like we've, we've, we've been kind of on the back to back to back multiverses train um with with loki and with spider-man and with dr strange so like i like i would both like a break from it but also it wouldn't really make sense to me if if there was a break from it if that makes any so there's no winning that that's i mean that's been all of these shows at this point it's been <laughs> like oh they're gonna do a thing and i'm it's gonna be annoying but like hey i was surprised by dr strange by actually enjoying that so like go figure sure uh it's weird to hear you coming into a thor related thing and and not having a lot more excitement i guess i guess that's where i'm at um I mean, I assumed I like this would be the, the highlight of what we're doing. I mean, going into like going into Thor three, was I that excited after coming off of one and the fucking Dark World? No, like <laughs> you loved the first one. 
or maybe not loved, loved but yeah, you you, was middle you of really the pack. liked the first one, and you really no, liked him. Once again, middle of the pack. It went from middle of the pack to bottom of the barrel to good. So like, it has been a tumultuous journey for Thor movies. Thor, the dude, primo. Um, He's been the Thor, one constant in your life. Yeah, uh, this Marvel life. <laughs> yeah, he's he is he is rock. He is my Marvel rock. Uh, he is my <laughs> the thing. Um, and yeah, but but his movies have been a lot of up and down. Um, Ragnarok was good. I'll still never let them live down the not playing Thunderstruck bit, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is I'm I'm hoping for another like light type of romp, I guess. Um. Yeah, Alexis. How I, about I, I for you? Don't really. I'm excited about it. I like, I like Taika stuff. I like Thor. I think the world, the universe, the characters around the Thor story are always fun. So, I'm excited for it. I think it's just going to be a fun movie again, and hopefully in the yeah, same vein because like I like Ragnarok. So I wouldn't mind something similar to that since it's the same people, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just looking forward to something that's kind of light and fun. And yeah. It's going to be weird and it's going to have nonsense stuff in it, but Thor always has. So at least I know to expect that. And without spoiling any characters or any story points or any whatever's given that you've read a bunch of the the thor stuff that this is seemingly based on i imagine there's probably a little bit of excitement that you have around what might be adapted into this you're really fucking dancing around some shit i am really i am dancing i'm doing 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 my my tap routine (laughs) like the texas (laughs) two-step Well, you know, it's just funny because like we're coming into this and you're just like, I don't know. I don't know anything about this except the Natalie Portman thing. I don't know this. I don't know that. Like you and I sat next to each other and watched a trailer for this movie. <laughs> so like, there should be some stuff that you maybe know. And also, but then again, uh, you watched the Doctor Strange trailer, which spoiled Professor X and you somehow missed it. So who knows what you saw? Dude, you told maybe, me you told me the you plot were, of Winter Soldier. Like, maybe what the fuck you were are you talking staring about? staring at me while I was watching the Thor trailer, because then you looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I was perplexed by you watching the trailer, if I'm honest with you. Um, it was just a teaser. They didn't they didn't show anything major. I I just wanted to see what Natalie looked like, because I knew in the I mean, teaser know... they were going to show what she looked like. And I just wanted to see that on the big screen. So I was like, yeah, why not? But I mean, you don't know you don't know what they're going to show in the thing until you see what they show in the thing. Yeah, I took the risk. Wow. This Look this one this time I took the risk. <laughs> Old. Um, yeah, it, it it I I I I don't know if it's gonna have far-reaching implications. I know there's like Christian Bale may also be in this potentially. That may be another thing that that stuck in my brain. Um, but yeah, I totally forget the rest of everything that was in that teaser. Like no blank slate. So. Um, that's good. Yeah, and. And I have no concept of like when this takes place because like last we saw him, he was he was taken off away with with the guardians and just kind of piecing out and doing some galactic shit. So like, 
unless he's still doing some like galactic police work with with Captain Marvel, or if they're just like, yo, we're just doing heists now and just getting paid. Like, I don't know. Without <laughs> having seen it and without knowing, I'm pretty confident this takes place after Endgame. If 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 you're asking when it takes place, I'm pretty sure this is a post Endgame thing. Sure, sure, but that's the last thing we see of him, correct? Sure. Uh, I guess you know the, the other movies have been like variable timelines. Um, like Black Widow was pre Endgame. Sure. Some of sure, the shows sure, 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 have sure, been sure, in sure. like weird weird pocket points in time. Um, but I do believe. And I can, I feel like I can say with confidence that this is just however long it's been since Endgame was four years, right? Um, yeah, that seems like a safe is, bet. Uh, uh, given that, again, he doesn't appear to be that bro Thor anymore, so he must have had taken nah. some time to shed the weight. He's been, um, he's been working on himself. So that's also what that teaser was. He, he was like, "I've been working on myself," and then you see him doing the chains, um, the chain workout mm-hmm. thing. So he's clearly got his beef back. So it has to have, it has to have been a year or more since Endgame to give him oh, unless don't gods, you doubt his prowess. Uh, yeah, unless gods can <laughs> lose weight that much faster, which probably though. Good for them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if Mac can do it, why not Thor? <laughs> Fair, <Right>. I guess. <laughs> Who is Thor's personal trainer? <laughs> very, very um, question. Well, uh, I think I know a few things about this movie just because I, again, I, it seems very clearly based on a story that's being adapted, and I, I know it, so I'm, I'm making some assumptions that oh, they're probably going to do X, Y, Z. Um, so there's like aspects about that that I'm uh, excited about myself. Um, the guy who wrote the comics, Jason Aaron, is like one of my favorite comic writers, and what little I have seen because I subscribed to his newsletter is he's like, I went to the love and thunder premiere and I was so happy and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, maybe he was just happy that they, you know, put, put Jane in, in the costume and whatnot. But um, I don't know like what parts of that story they're going to do. So that, that still will be um, hopefully exciting and interesting to me. The one thing that I can say that I remember reading, but I remember reading this like years ago, is that I'm like 99% certain Taika said Loki's not in the movie. So you guys That's are welcome Christ. for that. Oh, great. Oh, what a great That's one. Fun. Yeah. That makes it uh, better. I remember the, the reason I remember that is because I remember leading up to Doctor Strange, people were like, oh, is Loki's probably going to be in Doctor Strange since he's not in Thor? Um, but then he wasn't in Doctor Strange either. So oh. he's just wherever oh, well, he I is. I like that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, that probably means it's not going to be like, it, it may be less Asgardian and more otherworldian. Um, but I don't know. It's definitely going to yeah. be some some otherworldly hijinks for sure. Let's say. Oh, that. sure, sure, right, exactly. It seems like there's going to be some interplanetary, interworldly, whatever's. Is Jeff Goldblum um, going to be back up? That's a great. I do not know, and I really (laughs) hope he gets a moment in the film. Oh, I would love that. uh, That they kind of revisit the Sakaar stuff. No, I remember. uh, Not, not, not not the collector. Just Jeff. Just Jeff. Just Jeff has Jeff Goldblum. I wouldn't put it past 
Taika, I guess. To <laughs> yeah, do that's that. true too. <laughs> Yeah, it's, been, um, it's been a while since we've we've seen him so it's like i can't it's really hard to make predictions of what's going to happen since it's been on like, the on the thor so ragnarok long. blu-ray there was like a special thing of how he moved to earth and got an, uh, a roommate <laughs> did he use apartments.com uh i cannot confirm whether or not he used the apartment internet mm. is he in norway do they have apartments.com in norway that's a great question. I I do not know, but I mean, Probably he's not. the. I mean, the apartment so internet sure is everywhere. Happen. Yeah, you could just you just log on, and then you're there. Did you it's say only the a click internet? away. The apartment internet. That's what it's called. Oh, is that the bit that he does? Yeah, it's that's the oh, commercial. So he literally, do- so he Wait, literally does an apartments.com bit. Okay, I understand now. Yeah, because he tells people to log on to the apartment internet. I'm not. I, I, I'm I, not the creator of this wonderful joke, unfortunately. This is no, Chris just... Hemsworth, who is the person for Apartments.com? No, Jeff Goldblum. No, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Weird. That was Weird a, this combo. is a fun, a fun share. <laughs> I was watching The Price is Right this morning, and there was a Bush's Baked Bean commercial, and they they still say roll that beautiful bean footage. So it's not Also, just that combo right there, watching The Price is Right with Bush's Baked Bean. That sounds yeah. Like I mean, the commercials you get are either like it's like colonial pen life insurance, catheters, <laughs> like hover and rounds, Bush's baked beans. and Bush's baked beans. Those are like the big four. <laughs> That's true. We don't have cable up here, so you know, you got to make do. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm like tentatively excited for this movie. Like, I think Taika does good stuff. I think he's funny. I like Thor, I think he could be a fun character. And also he's getting his beef back. So like how, how Thor got his beef back is a story I'd, I would watch. Um, but like, I think Natalie having the the hammer could be cool. Like if she's going to be Thor in this and he's just kind of chilling, like that's cool too. Um, but kind of no concept of what the big bad is other than Christian Bale being a, a, a bad man in some capacity. I, I don't know. Um because you know it's been quite some time since we've seen him and there's been no cohesive like enemy element as of yet other than like kang um and that's anything but cohesive because he's been on screen for a total of like 12 minutes um so like yeah it's tough to gauge like where we're gonna go from here but hopefully like we stop spinning our wheels and 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 actually fucking push something forward because it seems like every multiverse thing has been like cool, we're going to rip open the space-time continuum and have infinite possibilities of everything, but then we're going to just close it and then it's cool now. And that's what we did for Spider-Man. And then for Doctor Strange, we sort of did that because like, oh, cool, she can control her power now, so everything's chill. Um, and, and, and like, it seems like we're just kind of spinning our wheels while they try to figure out, while they go on their fucking retreat and figure out what the hell we're doing for, for phase four. So hopefully this actually starts laying like, progressing like if phase four is kang start pushing that forward a little bit so push push something forward and a, a little bit instead of all of these little like cordoned off areas where we have some story fun times um but knowing what past movies have been and knowing sort of thor's character it seems like it'll be more just like a interdimensional romp more than a meaningful move the the franchise forward sort of deal 
So either way, it'll be fine. But I'm 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 kind of get I'm kind of done with the we're going to keep telling a story that's irrelevant sort of thing. Um, yeah, I hear you on all of that. I think the the counterpoint that I would mention, whether or not I myself kind of align to this or not um but I, i'm I, i'm just it's, it's one of the things that's like yeah like i don't love it but like i get it kind of deals is like if we are going to assume that marvel is gonna do another three phase thing like they did with um uh the, like the infinity saga as it's as it's called like as short as that first phase was it wasn't a ton of movies but every single one had to kind of like gently introduce concepts to a wider audience because things like iron man captain america thor hulk like people kind of knew who hulk was and maybe like an idea of captain america that they heard about whenever something dumb happened and the news was like oh captain america is is dead or he's black now um like uh, there, it seems like they're really just trying to introduce some things because we didn't even know about Infinity Stones and Thanos until the post-credit scene of Avengers, right? Like everything else, the post-credit scenes for like Iron Man 2 was like, hey, there's a hammer in the desert. What's that all about? And uh, sure. it, like it was very, very light connections well, yeah, just but, so but, you but phase... to these things. I know phase we're in one phase had to lay four. a lot of groundwork. But like, depending on how big and weird it's going to get on the multiverse front, there's still things that I think, like the average audience, needs to be kind of like gently brought towards, um, before they fully rip open uh, the 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 whatever the the box, Pandora's box of it all. Um, sure. Are they taking too long to do that? Certainly. I we've had totally, three, we've had three movies. I at totally this point. agree with you. But three three movies at this point have been like the multiverse is a thing, but that we're not going to make it super relevant just yet. And it's like we get it. You're really trying to yeah, yeah, like we're we're easing into the pool, and we've been at the spot like right below your testicles for about four pieces of content. <laughs> um, so like you got to get to that. You gotta get to that. You gotta just zone. jump in and let it let your body. Yeah, you, you, like it. once you get up to like your waist and genitalia is covered, that is the danger zone <laughs> of, of getting yourself used to a new piece of content. So like, <laughs> fucking do it. Just like get to that point. Like, rip, rip, go go down that extra step in the pool and let, let let's let's get this shit going. Yeah, um, I mean, um, at, at like knee high water for a little bit, and I'm like. This is nice and all because it's a hot day out, but I wish I was a little more in it. Yeah, now, I I can agree. I think we're we are going a little bit slow, but that's at least what it feels like they're doing because they're also introducing a lot of new characters, assumedly because if we introduce someone on a TV show, then here's a movie we can just drop dive into this big concept because you already you already met the character and we did it for cheaper sure. or 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 whatever, right? Like the new Hawkeye or. Uh, Miss Marvel, which we'll talk about soon, or Moon Knight or whatever, right? It's like, okay, Moon Knight can now just show up in a movie and everyone's going to be like, okay, I kind of get it and Moon Knight can just go do stuff. Because the most interesting things that we've seen are like when the Avengers just get together and you just see, oh, here's how Doctor Strange and Iron Man talk to one another. And, you know, I don't have to spend a lot of extra time understanding why they would talk to one another, right? Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. I I think... It feels Jesus like Christ. they're experimenting a little bit 
because they're also doing the the TV. They're they're clearly taking what they had an idea for a movie and then making it into a TV show. Um, like the Captain America TV show is very obviously just a long movie. Um, regardless, I think that's I think that's the rationale. I'm not saying I love it either, but that that seems to be the rationale. Why did you Jesus Christ there? But while I just walked over you, I was I was gonna say like you mentioned Moon Knight. I was like, I totally forgot that that even came out. <laughs> Like I completely Good. forgot that that existed. <laughs> Good, awesome. I mean, it didn't really leave a lasting impression. So, like, I mean, I are. similarly didn't love it. So, but I am excited to talk to you guys about Miss Marvel when we get there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's see the Thor's. Let's see if it has in, uh, some good love and some good thunder. And uh, we'll be back uh, after let's, this let's commercial we, messages. Yeah. Let's see if <laughs> after we roll some some beautiful bean footage of our own. Wow. <laughs> Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3Cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, my no wife, bad to end the Dio impressions, this is bad, what the f***, and an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us all right welcome back everybody to the show what did we think of the film i enjoyed it yeah it was fun which i I think I talked about like yeah, I'm expecting this to be fun, man. It was definitely that, and had some parts I didn't love, but it was fun and funny and kept me entertained. Yeah, yeah. I think they they really they tried to make you give a shit for some things, which some landed, some didn't. But mm-hmm. um, were I, I yeah, I thought it was I, overall fun sets a stage for him to be Papa Thor, which is fun. Um, we still didn't progress anything forward generally. Um, <laughs> so we're still in tire spinning mode over here. Um, but yeah, it's like kind of a lot of what I thought it would be um, with an added dose of depressing cancer. So <laughs> I was admittedly shocked they did the cancer thing. I really is, didn't is think that, that a, they would do it. Is that a thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, I think in the pre-show, we mentioned, and Alexis has read some of this, the film is an adaptation of like 
two big storylines kind of mushed together. One is Gore, the God Butcher, and the other is the Mighty Thor, aka Jane Foster as Thor. Um, and yes, in the Jane Foster as Thor run, she did in fact have cancer, and every time she became the Mighty Thor, it f- fucking made it worse. And that was like a huge. And I, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, "There's no way they can fit it in in a way that's really gonna like be that meaningful in a two-hour runtime where we haven't seen Jane Foster in eight years." And I think we can probably debate as to whether or not they did succeed on that front. But I was very shocked they they went ahead and did the cancer thing. Um, so yes, hundred percent. That was the that was the story and the the end of the run. Uh, the final book of Jane Foster as Thor was at the statue at the end of the movie. That was the cover of the book is the statue of um, the mighty Thor. Granted, like Jane Foster's still around in comic books and now she's a Valkyrie, but. <laughs> Never dying characters, right? <laughs> or did no, die that wouldn't be allowed. Back. That wouldn't be allowed. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> the reason that she's able to pick up the hammer is entirely different. I don't know, Alexis, do you know that one? I thought it was just because she was worthy, but I just, I don't really remember. I mean, yes, but. Versus like it being tied to her because of him. uh, It more that he had to be unworthy and could not lift the hammer. Right. Yeah. That's why he lost it more than anything. Like, and then he had a whole introspective time sitting on a moon or whatever being like i'm the unworthy <laughs> thor i well i had the unworthy he was in fact thor the run. unworthy thor yep. yeah oh, these are dumb names yeah um essentially the god butcher arc and we'll get into to gore when we start doing the notes um the god butcher arc ended with uh gore kind of getting inside of his head a little bit before being killed and being defeated or whatever um and he because gore's whole thing was uh, in the comic books very the same as the movie like the, the gods are fucking worthless why did my family have to die um he kind of got into thor's head and then there was like a big like marvel event where um thor essentially becomes unworthy and cannot lift the hammer anymore and is just kind of filled with doubt that like yes the gods are worthless i'm worthless i suck like all of that that kind of stuff that he he already had his kind of like quote-unquote unworthy arc in um end game so not interesting ground to continue to retread um but then when he in the movie when he just like immediately grabbed the hammer and could lift it up i was like ah, all right so definitely not doing that part but that was the reason the hammer was on you're right the hammer was just chilling on the moon because he couldn't lift it up anymore and uh his mother brought jane foster to it and jane was worthy and could lift it and became the mighty thor Mm -hmm. so they kind of took the gore stuff they took the mighty thor stuff smushed them together so i will say for the record i thought this was fine (laughs) Uh, this would be maybe like c or d tier for me if we're really doing, doing those uh we'll probably get into it more as we go through your notes but for me it's like you've got a really compelling villain with gore and i think you've got a really great actor with, with christian bale and that opening scene is harrowing where you see him um i forget they, they made up that 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 god he kills is just like invented for the film because that's yeah, okay. like his friends um 
that actor is the uh I forget, Matt, you have not seen what we do in the shadows. That's not one of the type of things. Have you, Alexis? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen most of the film. Um, what we do in the shadows is uh, like it also became a TV show and it's like super popular, but um that movie is uh Taika. It is Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords, also one of his friends. And then the other actor is this guy named Johnny Brew, or B-R-U-G-H. I don't know how you pronounce that last name. Um, and that was him as a cameo of a made-up made up god. Um, but then uh, they're just like, oh my god, the god butcher, he's so scary. He doesn't fucking do anything the whole goddamn movie. He doesn't butcher a single god. <laughs> he like, I mean, he's butchering gods in the background. Like when they when they do like the, okay. oh there's 1700 distress signals it's all gods being killed cuts off Sith's you see arm. you see That's the one thing. you see the one dead god that he killed I guess you really must have hated the uh, the original trilogy huh Vader barely kills a guy <laughs> like once. But that's that's different. Yeah, it's different. It is it is entirely yeah, different. different. When when Gore is on the screen, he doesn't like do anything. Like he has the one scene with the kids where he's kind of insane. But other than that, like he's not that menacing. He just kind of puts his sword in the ground. He's like, all right. Like Monsters Christian Bale is, yeah, Christian Bale is cool, and Gore Gore is cool, and I I think the bones of like a really interesting character is in there. But when they show up to the uh, omnipotent city, and Zeus is just like. We're not really that worried about this guy. I was like, yeah, I can see it because we're just kind of <laughs> hearing about how scary he is. Well, we didn't see him be scary. Sure. <laughs> and and when, then we kind of just used the same crutch of, oh, has an army of things that does the stuff. Yeah. Versus him being the one doing the things and the stuff would have been cool. Yeah. But it just being like, a, oh, here there are underworld spider demons or whatever the fuck like whatever going to the shadow realm jimbo yeah right once once you get banished to the shadow realm it's like we're yeah. just every if for the record if, like if, marvel if has done is... really cool villains like that like like the yeah. like shang chi like the, the the quote unquote like the real mandarin right like he had his army, but he was also out there doing stuff, and you got to spend a lot of time with him and learn more about him and connect to to him, or, or Killmonger in Black Panther, right? Like, these are examples of folks who, they've got their armies, they've got their people who do their bidding, but you get to spend enough time with those characters that you understand their motivation, you see them do bad shit, so you don't, like, love them, but you understand them. Um, and I just kind of wish that we had gotten a I mean, few more scenes of Gore doing something that, like, truly made him a villain. Because like, we understand his motivation, and it's Dude, good, and Christian Bale's great, but like it's motivations, whatever. Yeah, I also <laughs> feel like th this is one of my main issues with this movie was gore too, because I, I one of the few comic book runs that I read God Bomb, too. Right? Yes, I read the God Bomb, loved it. I loved Gore. Like the God Butcher as a character was really cool to me and a really cool villain, and I did not know that he was going to be in this movie. So even when they said Gore in the beginning, I think I jumped in my seat a little bit. And I know one of our friends next to us was just like looked at me as like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but I was I was kind of excited because I think it's a really cool villain that I would love to see on screen. And he just completely fell flat. This entire movie like seems so cookie cutter, like the the reasoning behind yeah. the actions, everything. I was just like, that could have been literally any other villain in this universe. But like really I thought Gore was a cool villain that would have been fun to portray if it was done in a better way like they missed out on a lot of I think like facets and features which would have been hard but also to be yeah. fair I was worried that they were bringing up time travel when they did introduce him which I was like oh no 
that would have added a lot. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> More well, they don't time travel, but Gore is like a like an eons spanning. <laughs> the easiest way to describe him, Matt, in the book is he's like a serial killer that's just existed for a very long time. So Thor, as a younger man, uh, when he's a little bit more kind of like a, a, a late teens Thor, I guess you could say, um, he encounters Gore and Gore nearly destroys him because that's what he does. He goes across the universe, he finds all of these different gods and he murders them. Um, and all, all leading to the same thing in a different way of Gore basically building a what it, what was called the god bomb which was like when this bomb goes off it'll kill literally all of god all, all every single god in all of existence which is the same thing he was trying to do like during all in time the movie. too so like yeah. they never would have existed kind of thing and then yeah <laughs> and um, that were created afterwards so he is like a very he's a cool villain because his his backstory it, it more or less the same thing as in the movie he does cool things consistently He's he is a big threat that he's going to release this bomb and destroy every god threat existence. Um, it, it's like you see kind of like a draft of all of these ideas in the film. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah, okay, I, you see that draft of his thing about like, oh, he hates gods because they they his life was ruined. Like his his life is so much worse in the books. Here he just loses his daughter. Oh, he's like a serial killer. Like, yeah, 1700 distress signals. Like, I get okay, sure kind of he's gonna make a wish to destroy all gods like yeah all right okay <laughs> good first draft let me know when you, you made the final products i don't know that the, the six minutes at the start didn't seem like adequate motivation for me like it like yeah i get it you're sad you lost your daughter okay why are you out in the desert dying it's, it's not just he he says it it's in his dialogue mm -hmm. he says like all, all of your followers are gone we're all dead the outside of this oasis everything is fucking ruined like in the comic book when you finally get his orange you spend a lot more time seeing sure. there was a civilization there were more of these and all of that would make far people. more sense than it because because yeah with what we got it just seemed a lot like just like a sentence okay cool he dedicated his life to a thing it let him down he got pissed and then a sword chose him because reasons and the necro then sword and then he goes to it's a bad name and then he goes to kill all the gods okay i think its full yeah. name is all black all black the necro sword all black a guard the sword are gone <laughs> yeah you get it good the sword was like uh it's designed it was uh designed by this again like this eternal being or whatever with the singular purpose of we needed a device that would let us kill a god and then he he loses the sword for you know whatever dumb reason yeah he just time. this this the, this entity appeared here and then died here just just you just missed it yeah solely so you can get this sword so i mean uh i'm cool. not gonna go into the lore dump from the comics but the, the way they did it in the movie too is just like oh yeah you just missed it <laughs> i was like okay sure Again, good first draft. Really looking forward to the final product. Um, I'm stealing that joke. I saw someone else make it on um, Letterboxd. The internet. But, uh, every now, so our producer uses Letterboxd, so sometimes uh, I will check to see what she rates movies, and then I'll see like other reviews for for movies. I think she gave this like three stars, which is her, her similar version of just like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's like a three and a half. Like, yeah, it was good. I think I'd maybe watch it again. 
but I guess we can get into your notes. Uh, I think my my biggest uh, reason why this is like a C or D tier thing for me is like I don't think the two hour runtime was a good call for this movie. Like I think I'm happy for a two hour runtime. It was clear that there was a ton that must have been cut that would have made other aspects probably more interesting or compelling if it, if it had stayed in. Like assuming there is more gore footage out there. I don't know if there is, but I would have liked more of him, and I would have liked less time of the film really just like telling me like hey there's never been a love as cool as jane foster and thor that's the most important love ever <laughs> it was very much a show because they or a tell because they couldn't show because she hasn't been in the marvel cinematic user since she hasn't fucking, been there uh, for a decade yeah the 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 dark world which <laughs> so you're just like we can cool. all forget that <laughs> yeah but, yeah we can do your notes i wrote down a couple things that i want to mention just fun facts yeah i mean i didn't i don't think i actually wrote that much um but yeah so like we're we already kind of covered it desert dedicated disciple die daughter dies really super bummed about it murders gods blah 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 that's the whole reason he's doing this they Mm -hmm. they really really fast-tracked like the fact that it was two hours and they only dedicated like seven minutes as to why this dude wants to kill literally every god that's ever existed. Silly. Also, if you dedicate yourself to a random dude and that dude lets you down and your daughter dies, do you say, I'm going to kill all people? Is that like a normal chain of thought versus like, I killed the dude that, that fucked up and fucked me up and pissed me off. Is there more that needs to be done there? Well, no. It's also the sword is talking to him and manipulating him. Yeah, well, he also, to... he's cursed by the sword. Sure. Seemed like he wanted to do it beforehand, but all right. I think he wanted to murder this god. I think the sword really ramped it up and was just like, what if we kept doing this? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, so like then we're into the acoustic slash Guns N' Roses y Marvel logo. Nicely late card. And then, like, I'm still shocked that Axl Rose wasn't in this fucking movie somewhere. It's kind of insane. Because they already paid him like $8 million to have their whole fucking discography. You think he'd still be in the background somewhere? Make him a fucking stormtrooper. I don't give a shit. Like, the fact that he wasn't there is crazy with how much they were fucking sucking him off the entire time. Well, Axel was still in the movie, just not Axel Fuck Rose. Off. <laughs> <laughs> there were, like, 80 shirts, 80 posters, a dude named Axel, and 18 songs. I was wondering when they were going to dip into Chinese democracy, but I guess they didn't think about it. It's a bad fucking album. Don't listen to Chinese democracy. Matt does not think it was worth the wait. <laughs> Uh, where am I? I don't know what that says. Oh, right. We did the Korg is telling the story in the beginning. We listened to some Enya. We... That was very funny. The Enya <laughs> from, from God bod to sad bod or from yeah. sad bod to God bod. Yeah. And then, um, he, then he's, he's plowing through the galaxy. Essentially. The wolf lady that he smooches is his wife. That was one of the things I wrote down to remember to tell you guys. That's cute. 
Um, and when he, you see Thor's running, and it's like he goes through the different costumes, or he's like running through yeah, the woods. Yeah, kid to teenager. To... Yeah, the kid is his son. That also is cute. That makes sense. I'll also say, it, this is a note from the end of the movie, uh, the little girl is, uh, that's also um, Gore's daughter. That's Chris Hemsworth's daughter. It's like, uh, I also saw, there's like a whole thing with like, half of the kids that were kidnapped in that movie were like, it's like Natalie Portman's kids are in there. Taika's daughters are in there too. Like every uh, Christian Bale's kids are in there. Like all of their kids are just <laughs> in this movie. So they're just trying to get them movie credits now so that they can put that on a resume later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, well, the only like reason was, like, up in here. friends and family's film like wasn't like Chris Hemsworth's wife in this as well and like. Yeah, I just said that. That's she's the wolf lady. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the the god from the beginning movie is is the 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 other dude from what we do in the shadows um mm-hmm. there's a ton of i mean that's also why like russell crowe was there <laughs> yeah. um but uh christian bale only even did the movie because his daughters wanted him to does because he was like I'm, after batman i'm done and then his kids were like no we really like you should do superhero stuff again and that's how uh they got linked up to 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 this movie because he was he was like i'm i'm done with this shit otherwise so blame the children is the point of the story i mean they're the real monsters yeah there's one Um, other fun little cameo but that'll be later okay so now we're he's meditating on a hill waiting to be called by the guardians and then immediately gets called by the guardians we haven't talked about how fucking jacked he is he's he's yoked he's biggest he's ever been about that throughout the movie It's, yeah, it, he's fucking ripped and he's wearing like a sick ass like red vest, leather vest, just looking fucking fine. That outfit is based on um another like another Thor, quote unquote, uh named Thunderstrike. That's what it was like in the nineties and they had to oh have like God. a cool a cool Thor and the, his name is Thunderstrike and that's That's absolutely even beyond absurd now. That's yeah, I think naturally the... more upsetting that Thunderstruck still hasn't been played. I think the first thing I said to Matt after uh, the movie was, um, "Are you upset that you are never going to see fucking uh, what call it? You're never going to hear ACDC on any of these." I mean, the thing ever. is, like, I don't. I think ACDC is bad, but, but it's literally it's the, the perfect whole fucking the thing. perfect thing of just like he's dressed like Thunderstrike, the character. Everybody's always chanting about the thunder. And then we're playing w- fucking Welcome to the Jungle or whatever as he's killing these owls on cocaine. Like that whole sequence was great. I'll give him that. The the they oh, had a yeah. good music video. Yeah, he does a whole Jean-Claude Van Damme like split the legs, yeah, the legs split bike thing. Um, I had a yeah. lot of optimism for this movie after that scene. And then destroyed the little temple <laughs> thing, which was funny. Yeah. Um, I did right here. Just yeah, he's hot. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, this one we get the distress just the distress signal where we know like oh they're murdering all the gods. Um. Oh. I also fuck. remember you being like, you said something that you knew Guns and Roses was going to be the soundtrack for the whole movie. No, I just knew I knew um Guns and Roses was going to be in it because in the trailer is Sweet Child of Mine. So I knew 
like a okay. Guns N' Roses song was going to be playing. So you remembered that, but you didn't remember that the Guardians were also in that trailer? I mean, I mentioned in that the, I mean, one, no, I didn't remember that. Yeah, because in the pre-show, you were just like, I don't know, maybe he's hanging out with the Guardians. And I was like, well, you know he is, because that was the, the teaser trailer for the movie, and you remembered seeing Natalie. Yeah, you get it. But you don't remember, <laughs> okay. I didn't remember seeing Mario, sorry. Everybody's favorite plumber. I don't remember Chris Martinet in the trailer. Did I get the name right? Charles. Charles Martinet. Charles. Um, okay, so now we're having classic Thor adventure shit, and then, oh, Jane's having a tough go. Uh, cancer, bummer. But Kat Denig's here, so that's chill for 18 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I was really hoping to see more of that. Busy but... with sword or whatever they're doing, I guess. Oh, right, that old from one division. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, Seldig and, okay. was there too for like two seconds on the computer. He called her. Oh yeah. And then like, he was like, "Oh, she was like, oh, you could always pull the Thor card." I'm like, "How is the Thor card gonna help you in this scenario?" Like. Is he gonna lightning lightning strike the cancer out of you? Like no, but maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some magic that they can do. I think is what she was trying to imply. <sighs> I'm surprised yeah. they don't do it. Do, do as guardians just not get cancer, so they never really had to magicify it away. Yeah, like god cancer. Yeah. Or the god bond, the god cancer. Yeah, not chemo. There's like a weird thing of uh, I don't know if it's a weird thing. These type of stories only touch on real issues like when they want to, like like in this scenario. But it does leave that weird because like we don't have like a, a real life Tony Stark or whatever who can you know just have billions and billions of dollars and want to fix all of society's problems, right? We like we've got it, yeah. we we've got just the billionaires. We don't have like the you get it. benevolent billionaires. Um, but like in comic books, there often is things where it's like, oh, you've got like Tony Stark figured out climate, how to solve climate change in the Marvel universe or, or like things like that. Um, so it's always kind of weird when it's like, it's very obviously it's a fictional universe and you don't have to do those real things because that's where my mind kind of does the mat thing. And it's like, well, yeah, like certainly there has to be some magic solution to make cancer go away. Um, even in the comics right now, all there is cures for diseases there's a very specific storyline that deals with uh the mutants who are just like we've figured out how to do this stuff and we are going to give it to society if society gives us this other thing um and it's i mean just, coughs it's weird... and doctor strange like that's the premise for that movie <laughs> going to oh, right, that he so could they have can cure their his, kid yeah. if they're theoretically sick like yeah no um yeah, that's a curious. I I wonder if gods do get cancer. I don't know. So what is this whole new Asgard bullshit? I don't remember. That was an endgame. Well, okay. it's at the end of Ragnarok, Asgard, the place is destroyed. But that Correct. whole movie is like, Asgard's not a place. It's its people. And then the ship is destroyed in Infinity War. Um, and then in Endgame, they reveal that all of the 
like people that had survived Thanos's attack um, had gone to whatever that like town was that Thor Odin went to die and settled. So uh, since it's been however many years since Endgame, now they've clearly spent a lot a of short. time making it a really nice place. And at the end of Endgame is when Thor makes um, Valkyrie uh, king of so Asgard. Somewhere in New Jersey, uh, in in New Zealand is essentially. Well, Norway, but yes, it was probably filmed in New Zealand. It was yeah. probably New Zealand. <laughs> um, so then they're doing the like the Asgardian play with fucking Matt Damon. That's that's low key. And I don't remember who was. I couldn't recognize who was playing Thorn. His brother, Chris Hemsworth's brother, Luke. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that's funny. Same uh, it, and Sam Neill as Odin. Same as in same group as in Ragnarok. Mm, I, yeah, you don't remember the play up. in Ragnarok? Vaguely. The only difference is in Ragnarok, they also had Sif, who is played by the actress who plays Poppy on Mythic Quest. Um, like Poppy before, or that actress like before she was famous. So she's Poppy. literally visible for two seconds where I think Thor says, get help. And she goes, somebody help! And then runs off the stage. But yeah, it's Poppy. But yes, the, all those characters were all also in. It's the same, the same joke as Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, and then we go back to Thor, and he gets these screaming goats that they really. Drive and Melissa the... McCarthy is hello. We're not going to. I already them. said. I literally said, and M- Melissa McCarthy is there. I didn't hear you say Melissa. McCarthy. Well, that's your fucking fault because I definitely her... did, and I definitely wrote it down. Well, it's there. It's it's right there, Melissa McCarthy. And the director um, of the play is her husband, Ben. Whatever that does all that stuff. Is with this her. just nepotism? The sh- like the movie? Yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff. Great. So he, like like bridesmaids. They have a show on Netflix together right now. Like he's he's been doing stuff with her for a while. There's some other movie where he plays like a weird, creepy stalker man, but I don't remember what it's called now. Okay, so then Thor gets a bunch of goats. Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Fuck off. That's okay. Why do I have to fuck off for that? That's their names. Oh, uh, maybe not the, in the movies, but they're... the goats are the goats are the screaming goats are a thing. They're a thing from Norse mythology. Not screaming goats. That's a gag for the movie. Goat thing, too. Yeah, that's just a goat thing. They just scream. But um, yeah, uh, the it based on actual Norse mythology. It's like Tongrisnir and Tongnostr. I don't know how to put. Pr- pronounce their names but they that's the same that's what they do they they God, fly and they pull the the ship and in or the chariot i guess as you can call it um and in the comic books they're called tooth nasher and tooth grinder it's one of the things i wrote down to not forget their names <laughs> great so i don't remember why i wrote this down but i said we don't need everything to be jokey some stuff can just be because the there was a speech... lot that was just it may have been either the the speech the, bit, the the Star Wars. Oh, when he was like saying like, goodbye, maybe. And Chris Hemsworth does the lean into the camera. Like there was that, mm-hmm. and then it was like immediately like the stiff arm thing. It was just like a lot of like uh, we can just kind of breathe and exist for like a second. Like I, I hey, I love a good chuckle as much as the next guy, but holy shit! <laughs> well, I think the goal was really to like make this a comedy film. I understand. For better or, or worse, whatever. I understand. Um, but, yeah, just like, just chill. You, you, uh, you're getting sick of himbo, Thor? No. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> but, like, 
chill. Did we skip in your notes, Natalie, Maybe. going to the hammer? Um, that already that happened immediately after th the play, maybe. I don't think that happened immediately after the play. I thought it happened later. Because she's because immediately after she's going back and running all of her tests and shit, and then gets the call that like, yo, you're fucked. And she's like, ah, shit, I'm fucked. And then she goes. Yeah, but isn't no isn't the reason we see the play and go to New Asgard because we are following her there, right? I didn't think so, but I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a I couple thought days. So. Oh, yeah, I was pretty sure it was like after the play, then they moved to the oh, tour or whatever. Yeah. And, and you see like infinity cones, the restaurant. Yeah, right. but this didn't all yeah, happen with her there. Yeah, the I tour, thought that's why we no, see the tour, we, you see the tour, you see the hammer during the tour, but she's not there immediately. I don't think yeah, she's she is. There. Mm, yeah, when better. when well, the reason why there's another reason I want to mention it uh, this is the only other fun cameo. But it's as soon as uh, the group leaves the hammer and walks away, she's still there. She's standing there and she walks and then the hammer starts to move a little bit. Um, but the guy who is the... I don't know if Matt will remember this. I won't. Alexis probably will and listeners may. The guy who's the tour guard is uh, Daryl from the Team Daryl minis that they did. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Alexis knows what I'm talking about. The so... Boy. Le we definitely did watch them, but that's why I'm saying like you probably don't remember it. Leading up to Ragnarok, Taika directed two little shorts um, that explained why Thor wasn't in Civil War. Where was Thor? And it was because Thor was just bumming around, hanging out in New Zealand with his this new human roommate named Daryl. And oh it, yeah, okay. It was the one where like you see Thor like drew a, like a whiteboard because he's like I was flying around the galaxy and then, like there's this guy in a purple chair. Who's the purple chair man? He doesn't like standing. Like he's got all these stupid notes. Um, and then after Ragnarok, they released a new one uh, that was what has the Grand Master been up to since he got kicked out of Sakar and the Grand Master now lives in Zoom New Zealand with with Daryl since Thor moved out and Daryl needed a new roommate. So that's that was Daryl making it onto the big screen. That's fun. Good for you. Uh, I think I wrote the actress name down. Good for you, Daly Pearson, actor of Daryl. You can definitely watch all of those shorts on Disney Plus now. I think they're they're fun. They're like three minutes long. Called Team Thor. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so then... Can I also say... Jesus, fuck. I think the Screaming Goats bit went on too long. Oh, I just want literally what I said. I said, why... That's why I was annoyed by it. Because it was, like, funny, like, once. And then it was really not funny every subsequent time. It was, yeah. It still made me laugh, but because I was tired of it. Yeah, it, like, I, yeah, there may have been a begrudging. I, I may have still chuckled, but I was like, "Fuck, I hate myself." It was one of them self hate yeah. laughs. I think when the goats crashed in through Omnipotent City to save them, screaming, that was still a little funny. Yeah, it, um, it can be, but you, 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 it's just overused. It was definitely overused. I think that there were a, a couple kind of recurring gags that were overused in this movie. That's one of them. Um, so then we have him going to new, like Gore going to new Asgard. You, you can kill gods and bring in fucking monsters and shit. And then we see how she just kind of comes on in 
and then we get the like the explanation of why she's able to wield the the hammer both like i guess general worthiness but also like the marching order of keep an eye on her type of thing from 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 thor in the the past time um yeah i don't know if the worthiness mattered in this one as much as the other they tried to make it seem like it was the worthiness, but it clearly wasn't. It was clearly because he said, like, yo, keep an eye on her. Yeah. I really liked when she, like, whipped the hammer and all the pieces came apart and whipped around. It was I real that cool. That was, like, a really cool effect. Oh, that was really, really fun to watch. Um, Nick Furry was fun. Nick Furry is a good <laughs> little bit. Um, Yeah, and this is, like, Korg telling a little story about how they kind of grew apart etc 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 um then fast track to awkward conversation between them in the middle of a demon battlefield and then he takes all the kids so that's a pretty pretty bitch move if you ask me but like yeah it seems like your quarrel quarrel isn't really with them but yeah it's also weird like it never really explained like why the kids other than just like to kidnap literally kid to lure Thor to get the well yeah but like you could have Stormbreaker any one of them like yeah, any the adult whole town. or whatever like why like because the adults could fight back it was just I don't know yeah I think that's it, it was just the kids were an easy target um mm-hmm. and Gore clearly has a not not great mental state in regards to his relationship with a child uh so he's it's he, he's like uh he's that guy that's like well the most important thing to me in my life was my child so if i take everybody's children that's obviously the only thing i could steal from everybody else that's important it's like it's probably one of those it's like how uh, every christopher nolan movie he makes it's like about a wife dying being the most important thing because christopher nolan's a wife guy you know what i'm talking about because he's a wife guy yeah you've never heard that before or thought about that before guy. The guy who likes. I don't, his wife? I don't know what a wife. Guy, <laughs> like yeah, like the the if you watch a Christopher Nolan's movies, like Dark Knight is actually a, a good example. Um, the the th- main thing that motivates male characters in Christopher Nolan's movies tends to be their wives or relationship to like a woman or something, and like the the loss of that woman being the primary motivator for all of his male, male characters because that Christopher Nolan has also stated that like the most important thing to him in his world is his wife so it's, he's a wife guy that's I'm surprised you I'm, I'm surprised Alexis you've never heard that before like the, the wife guy thing about Christopher Nolan because no. it's also like the weird thing about Inception that if you really like break like that movie's cool and all but if you really like take five minutes to think about like what's motivating Leonardo DiCaprio it's just this insane relationship that he has with his maybe dead wife I don't know yeah I know I never really thought of him as like the wife guy I don't know I just feel like it's a common thing anyway like it's definitely the love sure. of your life is like yeah. going to usually be like I don't know High priority. I never really associated him as like Oh, he's the wife guy. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan, the wife guy. Okay. That's what we all call him. Yeah. Um, so we got Heimdall's kid now doing stuff. He's Axel now because the fucking course he is. Um, 
and then we start hearing the plot about wanting to go to omnipotency which is a place to see all the gods um and i was like oh man is moon knight gonna show up no um and then were you you hoping he would no it's more like he probably if he was in this movie he moon knight as the character probably would have gotten more screen time than his entire they do mention, series. Yeah, they mention Ra and whatnot. Um, they did. That's his god squad. Correct. Um, so, yeah. And then, what was the, what I'm, was the I'm, I'm of... cur- How much of this is you, like, trying to decipher what you wrote it's a lot right of, now? It's a lot of vamping. Like, uh, yeah. It's a lot of vamping. <laughs> um, so, I... I, I what was the purpose of like so did jane also lose her mother yes to disease disease of sorts Uh, you can maybe assume it was similarly like she lost her mother to cancer so it's hereditary or something like that sure but Um, in the film it's not really specified yeah i think they're trying to do that very typical thing of like you see just enough to get it you know Mm. and that's why i think like the show versus tell method is the important one but i do think they also over indexed on like with korg's backstory narration things and whatnot like because we really haven't spent that much time with jane you had to front load a lot of stuff to remind you why you would care about this character isn't it sad that her mom died from disease too care about me please yeah um if if we had if this wasn't if, it, if this wasn't seemingly arbitrarily cut down to two hours and you could spend a little bit more time with her and gore like sure awesome um but i feel like the runtime was kind of working against it versus i don't know i did get uh there, there was one scene where I, I i definitely got a little emotional or, or had a, a good emotional response the one where they're on the boat and it's after they see the space dolphins and they're talking um i was like oh that was like a really nicely nicely well done scene between thor and jane yeah but that's later so yeah so now we're we're in um omnipotency or whatever the fuck and i was like oh city whatever it's (laughs) still fucking stupid um we haven't talked about the relationship between thor and stormbreaker getting jealous yeah i thought that was a little overdone too like it was funny at first and i was like all right i get it that was a nice little little bit yeah it was fine um i was really hoping like when they were showing up to omnipotent city that they were going to be like it was going to just be like a cavalcade of random um actors playing gods that so they could play a bit part for 13 seconds and just point at them and be like oh shit that's whatever oh versus cgi goofiness yeah versus cgi goofiness and russell crow i'm with you i think when that scene started that that was my anticipation i also I think know. if the the only reason we were ever going to see marvel movies now is because of what what group of cameos are we going to get together? Like, it's kind of sure. a sad but, I mean, that's thing with not... like, it's like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Like they're so, they've got such big moments that are very cameo heavy that to do it again would be kind of 
Dude, that's the, that the only fucking butter. Is is that the only thing we've got now? Is like the hype is which secret actor is showing up now? Like maybe, but I'm with you. I, I do I think, think they that, probably could have had a reason. little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the reason you're coming to the to the movie, but I think I think like... I think one of the big selling points of both Doctor Strange and Spider Man were like, oh, who's gonna be in it? Who's gonna show up? And then you got like Mister Fantastic and stuff, and that was cool. Yeah, sure. But I I hope they don't exclusively over index on this stuff because that's gonna be really annoying after time. I did like the god, the Korg Korg's god, Nini of the Nani, who was on. A, a throne similar to the Game of Thrones chair, but all made out of scissors. And I thought that was very a very funny visual bit. It was good. I also liked the bow god. The, yep, that was a very good one too. And the weird little feet man or the the head on top of feet. I'm sure yeah, it was Alexis like a, it was really like a fucking that one. Like, Koosh ball on feet, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Unnerving. Um, so yeah, then we get Russell Crowe doing a really bad Greek accent. Did you, uh, you? So you neither of you knew Russell Crowe was in it. I may have heard or read about it. I don't really remember if I remembered it. I knew because when Jess shared something with me around like how when they were filming, you would just see like pictures of Russell Crowe hanging out <laughs> with them. Yeah, it's like, so everyone was like, "Oh, here? he's he's almost assuredly in this movie." Then, I mean, briefly, but yeah. But uh, apparently, Willem Dafoe was hanging out on the set of Moon Knight, and he never showed up in that show. So who knows? Mm. He's bros with um, Ethan. Ethan Hawke. Maybe Oscar um, too. I don't know. Yeah. So then they do the whole like, "Yo, fucking come on, man! All the gods are dying," and he's like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck." And then he rips his clothes off, and everybody loses their minds, rightfully so. Um, it's good, but um, will not disagree. Very, very fine, but. And then Zeus is like, "Yo, yo, 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 yo! They're not killing us. Like, their gods need to deal with their problems." And I'm like, "Is Zeus pulling states' rights right now? <laughs> Fucking chill." <laughs> um, because he's basically doing that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I did enjoy the bad Greek accent of chill baby cake. <laughs> Just overall when he opened his mouth with that accent, I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's really good. I'm glad he didn't just do his normal Russell Crowe voice. I really it... wish they had gotten him to say like, are you not entertained or something in that accent? Cause that would have been a very good little bit. I mean, I did enjoy, we'll talk about the post-credit stuff later down the line, but he does say super heroes. Super heroes? <laughs> instead of superheroes, super which I found very funny. That's <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think I noticed that. <laughs> Un- unless it was completely unintentional, and I just heard what I wanted to hear, which was super heroes, which is good. <laughs> so, That's very, very good. I Either way. That. I didn't, just him I'm saying it weird. <laughs> I would really love to see a behind-the-scenes footage of that sequence specifically when thor is like can i borrow your lightning bolt and then he flicks it around for a bit and does like mac from always sunny style like kung fu moves like he's just like (laughs) yeah like i would just love to see the non-cgi version of russell crowe doing that bullshit just flailing absolutely that does sound enjoyable 
Um, yeah, I would love to watch him just flare like a motherfucker. Um, so what was, so then they're trying to get to, uh, what is this? Ooh, that's illegible. Yeah, I'm not going to read that because I can't, I can't, I physically can't. You, I sh- you showed me one where you, you wrote over the same line or something. That's, that's literally what happened here. Oh, that's well. that, that line? Okay. No, no, it's not the same line, but it's it's happened multiple times. I can't this see line what I'm writing, it anyway. folks. It is what it is. Uh, anyway, they get... But that movie was so bright and colorful. It's true, most of the time. Do you lean forward when you write, or do you hold the book up to you? I haven't sat I, next to you in a while. I'm usually leaning back. It's on my lap, and I'm not even looking at the page. Got it. Okay. Because I also don't want to look down because then I'm missing stuff. So I hold my, my either hold a finger or a thumb in the shape of a no. Um, <laughs> and I, I usually mark down like where I start. So where I start is always correct. It's just where I finish where you is always finish. the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Where, um, then, where you finish is always the problem. That's what they say. Um, it's not as easy as when we would do it together and you would be able to do it on a laptop. Correct. With a backlit <laughs> keyboard. Correct. Um so then Start he... bringing the laptop into the theater. I'm sure no one will mind. Oh no. Clickety clackety clickety clackety. Um like that w- there was someone actually like sitting next to you that was on their phone for a the entire portion. movie. Yes. <laughs> I, I could see the light out of the corner. And they were just like <laughs> chatting. I'm like, okay. I'm cool. glad I was not the one sitting next to them. Um so then we get electric cra- he he turns into electric Kratos with the with the the shackles essentially Kratosing things around. Yeah, you get you get to bring that one back. I get Whiplash back. Um, the the return of Electric Kratos. Perfect. And then Korg dies, and I was sad. But then he doesn't die. And then he doesn't die because, of course, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, that was then, another one of those things. It was the same with the Valkyrie sequence, where I was just like, okay. Like when when Korg's like, oh no, I'm perishing, and I was like, oh wow, like that's a quite a final line. And then he's like, oh no, man. I'm okay. Um, I'm under here. Yeah, it's just, just my like, head's my head's cool. It's like Chewie again. In it's all fucking... done. Oh no, he was in that other ship. Yeah. You just you just missed it. You it, just missed it. He was in the dude, other ship the whole like time. a couple minutes ago. It left right before. You just missed it. We'll get to him. Um, it's really because like not rather than if Korg dies here, like Korg doesn't really like Korg was an endgame, but it's not like such a big character that like you could in. If we want to talk about things that had meaning and that they totally missed the mark on, like letting Korg die or Valkyrie die is definitely one of those things because they're so important to just the Thor films. Yes, they showed up in the other ones, but they don't, you don't have frequent Korg cameos, right? So if you actually let one of Thor's like main squad die, that could have been a really powerful moment. And I was pretty let down the second that they just like lifted his face, like, okay, cool. He can still make his jokes. But I don't know. Bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, and I. I oh yeah, and Zeus is dead, but not because um, of course. No yeah. finality. If 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 he had died, I don't think any of us would have given a shit. No, correct. But I'm saying <laughs> we would have like, forgot to talk about it. <laughs> correct. Um, Although it would have also, I think if we, if at all we talked about it, we it would have probably been you upset because how is it so easy for them to kill Zeus, the god of gods? Yeah, apparently it's not that easy. I guess not. Um, 
I don't remember the name of the 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 dude that's basically on Kratos's belt the entirety of God of War. That's kind of like your Navi, if you will. I don't remember his name. And oh, you're searching uh, for Kratos you're talking guy about the, doesn't help. You're the talking head. about the uh, Mimir. You're talking about Mimir. Yeah, he basically turns into Mimir at this point. Kratos yeah. uh, or Korg does, because then getting wrapped up in whatever while doing more murdering. Um, whatever, it doesn't matter. That was that was a pretty clever thing of like putting it on the back of the head, and then he had like the fake mustache. That was yeah. that was nice, but yeah. Um, Um, so this is when I wrote down so Axel almost has to have a cameo right because they just kind of keep doing it Um, and then we have uh, 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 he's doing like the the phase thing with Axel being like yo I can maybe he already did it I don't fucking remember but I wrote something down about (laughs) because they said a very specific phrase that you probably should steer clear of. They used the phrase kids in cages. Well, we've had a tough run of that as of late. So maybe steer clear of any allusions to children being in a cage of sorts. Just something. Pointing it out that it's bad again. That's in case you forgot. This that is putting kids in, in cages is bad. One, bad, and two, still happening. Rad. <laughs> it's like, uh, in case you forgot that putting children in cages are bad, here's literally the whitest guy we could invent doing just that. Yeah. As a reminder. He, he wants to murder all of the gods, and he keeps kids in cages. That's and he's things. white as fuck. He's muy white. Like, fr- fresh-driven snow. Um. <laughs> So now Korg is singing a version of Afternoon Delight, which was weird. <laughs> Essentially. Um, what is it? Uh, oh, I didn't write this one down. Um, in their ship, the bar has a name. It's Cocktails and Something. I and that's the name of the bar Tom Cruise opens up at the end of Cocktail. Shit, I forgot to write that down, but I did notice that. It's cocktails and something. I think it's something with an L, maybe. Uh, that's that is far beyond me at this point. Um, cocktails and dreams. Okay, that's something. Um, also, um, in that scene, one. Valkyrie or uh, one Korg asks Valkyrie if he's sad that his her girlfriend died which was them confirming that the woman she watches die in Ragnarok was her girlfriend which also I didn't know that was what that was supposed to be I thought she was just watching all of the other Valkyrie die and that's why she was sad which is still a bummer which is a big like oh my god they were roommates (laughs) like um and then Korg talks about his two dads and how a baby Korg is made. But in Ragnarok, he says the first time he made a revolution, the only people that showed up with was his mother and her new boyfriend, Doug. Right? Or maybe, no, Doug was the one that died. So that's why he keeps making the Doug joke. But he does say 
in Ragnarok, he tried to put on a revolution, and the only people that showed up was his mom and her new boyfriend. So that's also, I mean, like, who knows what what's going on there? But silly Taika, you didn't remember your own improv. So now you had one job: watch your other movie. <laughs> yeah. So now they're gonna go to whatever fucking moon place, wherever the kids are, because Shadow Realm. Yeah, Shadow Realm, whatever. Because he wants Stormbringer, so he can open up the Bifrost, so he can get to whatever the fucking place is that he needs to get to to make a wish at this fake wishing well. It's not fake. I mean, it is. It's all fake. But whatever fucking celestial, ah, foreshadowing. Um, there were celestials on an impotent city too. I don't think we mentioned that. There's um, also that the, the statue that fell on the kids was a celestial. Well, had the same yes. look as like Arsham or whatever. Look at you remembering RSM's name. I'm proud it, of you. I, I had to workshop that in the car because I couldn't remember. But what was the workshop? <laughs> it wasn't really that much of a workshop. I just had to say a lot of words out loud until I, I got to Arsham or whatever. Wish I was in that car. You really don't. Um. <sighs> so of course goes to Shadow Realm, brings Scourgebringer, is like, "Oh, cool, we're good, we're getting out of here." Then calls a Bifrost and like, "You're a fucking idiot, obviously." Gord's gonna take it. He did, and then blah 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 blah. It's a weird moment where like Gore's clearly very powerful, but it's all all the all our understanding of how powerful he is is contained to this tiny scene where he literally traps all of them, and then wrestles yeah. this axe out of Thor's hand. Yeah, and it's just such a bummer that we don't get to see him do more or other cool shit because he's clearly pretty strong but the thing is it's like i don't know the controlling other things or controlling like the vine shit or controlling monsters it's always kind of like whatever to me it's like it's like they're not powerful their power is just ensnaring you in other bullshit i don't know but he, he it's, it's also like an interesting scene of him kind of walking around and like saying weird shit and trying to manipulate the mighty Thor and like he's he's clearly got some weight to him that they could have utilized a little bit more I guess is all I'm trying to say like not even just his general strength the fact that he can rip the axe or, or pull the axe out of the arms of Thor when fucking Chris Hemsworth has never been more fucking jacked in his life like he's clearly yeah. got that strength, but he's just like an interesting villain, and this is really the only time we get to see him do anything other than poke a sword in the ground and send shadows to do the majority of his dirty work. He's like actually fighting them and doing like doing stuff on his own, like using the necro swords to fight Thor. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of a letdown for for me. Yeah. And and like, yeah. Oh, and then we have the Valkyrie get, gets hit, but not really. Yep. Because, God forbid, we do anything here. And um, then the fact that they're choosing that moment to also like run away. Yeah. The they, whole time she's just like, "I want to die in battle." And no, like, but not like you're this. not allowed to. <laughs> No, 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 not this battle. 
a, ba- a battle like way later, like a way later battle is when I want to die. Like this, no, this one, no. In like seventy years, I'll oh, battle yeah. and I'll die in that one, and that's fine. No, Chewbacca was in the other ship. Other ship. You just you just missed him. Um. Yeah, it's weird. Weird to have a whole. She gives a whole fucking speech about it, and then not just letting her have that moment. Yeah, and then the calling the Bifrost when when Gore's like three feet away. It's like this is really fucking stupid. It's the same thing he does in fucking Ragnarok with Hela, which they also show at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, when they do the play, and the two guys go Bifrost. <laughs> Funny, but we're just doing same the same dumb fucking move, thing. Thor, <laughs> like, yeah. Um. I did enjoy Thor, like Thor, Thor standing in a hospital waiting room by a vending machine. I thought that was a funny conversation. Granted, the conversation a refrigerator was about, hey, without a door. <laughs> yeah, the conversation was about, hey, your girlfriend's dying of cancer. Not super funny. Thor with a hammer or an axe and a cape in a fucking hospital waiting room. Funny. I we didn't mention uh, at some point earlier in the movie. So like he, he's like cycling through costumes now, which apparently is one of his magic powers. So he has like the the thunderstrike costume, the weird, the blue shiny one that he puts on specifically when he sees the mighty Thor, which is just like really funny that he has to put on this like over the top costume. Um, and obviously that's, you know, again, it's all based on comic book shit. So that's like the Walter Simons and stuff. But uh, there's some moment where he's like, he's his cape is getting ruined or something, right? And he's getting beat up. And they're like, oh, Thor, like you're, whatever is going on. He's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll fix it later with, with the magic. There was a there's a good joke at some point. I just don't remember where that was. I think that I think that might have been actually in Omnipotent City because that's when he was naked. Maybe. And he, he's he's like, oh, I'll just get the hammer and put on another costume. Mm. <laughs> or sorry, the axe. Um, the biggest letdown of this movie. Oh. Is that he didn't dual wield anything. I thought there was a guarantee when she is sick in bed that he was going to take Mjolnir with him and he was going to be fucking hammering and axing all the bitches. Mm. But but no. Interesting. I mean, he, they kind of, no, they don't, they don't really do it in end game, but there, he does have that moment where he's kind of, flipping between his hammer and the axe before Captain America picks up the here you take the little one like yeah so they kind of did that bit oh they haven't repeated say, any other bits yet Matt yeah there fucking um, Bifrost bitch <laughs> Bifrost bitch <laughs> um, I mean they obviously had to leave it so that Jane could have her moment I, underst- I understand um, why they did it yeah. But and also Jane's... like Sorry, go ahead. No, it's not relevant. No, yeah, I keep I was I was going to keep I was just, I was going to keep moving on, so. So if you if you have something Are we going to talk about Jane Jane's decision to show up with the hammer? Is that in your notes? I mean, she almost has to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there. Sure. Um and I was like he he says that he has like he has to go alone. Because he loves her and wants her to be okay and get better, blah, 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 blah. So stay here. Stay the fuck here. Stay the fuck here. And I'm like, do you not remember how like an hour and a half ago you were fighting alongside the Guardians of the Galaxy? Just give them a call. See if they're busy. <laughs> they were literally right there. You already worked with them. And and they were doing stuff related to the gore problem anyway. 
Why not attack it at its root? I don't understand why they wouldn't have come back at and helped. Root. Oh, this guy. Um, but yeah, that, odd that they didn't make a reappearance. I didn't even think about it, and now that you have mentioned it, it is odd. Um, I guess how quickly could the Guardians of the Galaxy get to the center of the universe? I don't was, know. Is maybe the problem because they can't do the space. They can't fold space time. Yeah, sure. They kind of they kind of do the weird jumping thing in Guardians too, but yeah, I don't know. There, there's probably there was probably enough time for him to ask them to come to these coordinates, and they could have figured out a similar. It's just odd in the in the last movie they're together. It's like oh, he's hanging out. Guardians are hanging out with Thor, and they're doing galactic peacekeeping bullshit, and that gets reduced to six minutes of them being on screen five of which is Thor doing all of their work for them. And then they just kind of disappear and then they're gone and never referenced again. <clears throat> it's just they odd. had to go film the holiday special. I, they, they were busy. Mario doesn't speak itself. Um, so then he could warp with the, with the lightning bolt somehow. That's neat. <laughs> he doesn't do Bifrost. Doesn't do anything related to that. He just warps to the center of the universe with Zeus's bolt. Yeah, because that's the like most powerful god weapon, so it could probably do all of the god things, whatever god thing you needed to do. It's kind of a, a jack of I all mean, trades. Yeah, this this whole movie was pretty much like Deus Ex Machina up the wazoo. Like, oh, you need something to solve everything? Okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> it's yeah, just the, god shit. Like, it just yeah, what, I, yeah. I would stop trying to keep track of it after like pretty early into the movie i was just like whatever <laughs> they're just gonna throw whatever the fuck they want to like solve this story like yeah like they, sh- they show up they the just needed realm. alicia vikander to show up i don't know who that is that's a good joke i think alexis got it because you I nodded know. but maybe you didn't i mean i was just nodding yeah sure alicia vikander. <laughs> <laughs> she starred in she stars in the movie ex machina oh that's her Great joke. That's the one with Oscar Isaac? I can't remember. Yep. Oh, yep. that was. Oh, okay. Yep. That's the one. I didn't remember that she was the, the woman in that one. Huh. I just remember Oscar. She Isaac. is the woman. <laughs> the woman. The one, one of two. <laughs> Technically, there's only two men in the movie, too, but. There wasn't a lot of actors in yeah. that movie in general, That's... but I totally forgot about her. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a Tomb Raider in Tomb Raider. If you had made like a JC Denton or uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Adam Jensen. If you made those jokes, I would have gotten them. I don't get it. He's the main character in Deus Ex. Oh. <laughs> uh, video game, yeah. Adam yeah. Jensen, I knew, but I don't, I don't know. The, uh, the other, the other one is like the the OG. I think I never actually oh. played it. I only um, ever played just the only OG Human version. Revolution and up. Yeah, yeah, I, I played Human Revolution. I didn't and, play that one. <laughs> um, Mankind Divided. I think were the two. Hmm. That I played. Mankind Divided, the last one was the last one. It may have been Mankind Divided. But I think so. When they're like, oh man, d- 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 people are, there are humans and then there are people that are modded and we don't like the modded people because, oh, we oh, haven't done this story. A million times. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Love and Thunder is giving us Fankind Divided. Ah? Uh, ah? Uh, is that something? 
Is that something? God fucking damn it. I hate Isn't it. that also the plot of Cyberpunk? The Dude, it literally is a plot of everything. I mean, yeah, fair. Yeah. It's cyber racism. It's like it like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all doing it like everybody's saying the same story forever. We hate those people. Cool. Great. Let's write okay. a book on it. <laughs> um it's called the Bible. Um anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. um all right, so the kids are there because he brought the kids there for some reason, I guess just to witness it. Um, well, he's still babysitting at that point. Yeah, but he, like, he'd already gotten what he wanted at that point. He already got Stormbringer, which is all he needed. I don't know why he still needed the fucking kids. <laughs> like, he needed Stormbringer to get to to get to Bifrost, to get to this place to make his wish. He got that, but he's still holding on to the kids as some sort of fucking weird collateral. Like, there's... There's no reason for them to be there at that point because he got what he wanted. He's just being an asshole. Um, and yeah, once we got to that like hall, uh, what what the fuck was it? The the like the portal to get to the center of the earth. Um, that was the the hall of legends. Yeah, yeah. I had I had very Bioshock vibes going on in there. There were there were a lot of Andrew Ryan statues going on up in that bitch. Mm. Um, yeah, the uh, that was the last note that I wrote down. So you're right. One of this the heads was Arishem or mm-hmm. a, sol- a celestial. celestial. Yeah. Um. Uh. The Watcher was one of the um heads. The Watcher is in the What If cartoon that you guys don't want to watch. Um. The Living Tribunal was one of the heads. We've seen the Living Tribunal. Um, we saw the Living Tribunal's severed head in the end of Loki, but also we saw his head in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in the scene where uh, Doctor Strange and America are like flying through a bunch of different universes. Um, the Living Tribunal's head shows up, and then the other head was uh, Death. So just a just Death skull. Um, but like a lot of these, we're getting into that. That uh, I mean, this is stuff that I always really liked as a kid and as a adult reading comics is like the big. I loved the space stuff. I loved guard. I loved Guardians, um, and Nova and and all that that stuff. Um, and when uh, you look at like comics like Infinity War and all that shit, you have Jim Starlin who's creating a lot of these like abstract concepts into characters like Eternity or the Living Tribunal or any of this stuff. And I admittedly thought. Uh, I remember being like, oh, you know, a while back, like, oh, how weird is it? You know, as a, a kid, like, I loved all these characters, and now my friends know Thanos or Groot or Rocket Raccoon. And it, it, there are always these little moments that I think I have every five or six Marvel films where I'm like, oh, wow, like, we've got Eternity? Like, that's a weird, that's one of those weirder, more esoteric things that I would not have thought they tried to do um, in a movie because talking about hey there's this character that comprises the entirety of existence and his name is eternity like that's one of those moments where i can see matt checking out while i talk (laughs) so yeah Yeah, i wasn't paying attention i don't know i just thought it was cool to actually see um some stuff like that show up i assume we'll get 
so you don't uh, want... well, we have to get more of it now, I guess, because they keep fucking showing the Living Tribunal for some reason. So you don't want cameos of famous actors. You want cameos of fucking irrelevant comic book shit. You get it. Yeah, okay. I'm just making sure. It, it's not like, oh, man, holy shit, that's Ben Affleck. It's like, oh, fuck, it's Bogagon doo-doo-doo, Bagabagabagoobagool. The, the 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 Italian sword man guy. Yeah. Well, it's like that. Uh, that the, the thing. Uh, look, the cameos are fun, and if they when they had um, uh, Jim from The Office, whatever his real name is. Um, yeah, Krasinski. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan Krasinski. When he showed up as uh, Mr. Fantastic, I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Um, and I I guess people were excited about the guy that showed up at the end of this movie, but it's this that's that tweet that was like. You, you know you're sitting with a Marvel fan uh, when you sit through eight minutes of credits to have someone come up and say, hey, I'm Blorpo, and they freak out, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, I it's think hard. it's this stuff that's still exciting to me in the same way that like when we saw the, the first Guardians movie and that's the first time you see a Celestial and I'm like, oh my God, like Celestials are cool. I can't believe I'm seeing a Celestial on the big screen. Do you still think Celestials are cool, Matt? Yeah, but that's because I haven't let anything about the movies impact mm-hmm. my enjoyment of the comics that I love. Mm-hmm. And also I don't think Eternals was as bad as you do. It's a as we've as we established. Yeah, you're wrong. It's fine. Um so the lightning bolt make lets him make a child army. He's imbuing the power of Thor into their chosen weapons. For a limited time only. (laughs) Right. And just this once, because that totally couldn't have been useful at any other point in time. Mainly when the kids got kidnapped. He probably didn't think about it until this moment. Because plot reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Because we have no way how to... Because how is he going to get himself out of this jam? (laughs) Better have a teddy teddy bear shoot laser beams out of its fucking eyeballs. Do you like that one shot that Taika does where someone jumps up into the air and is like the running man while coming down on somebody else with a bolt of lightning? Because boy, oh boy, if you liked you that the book. 20 times we had it in Ragnarok, you're going to love it the 20 times we do it does here. It a lot of times. A lot of times. <laughs> now with children. One of them is Christian Bale's kid. <laughs> one of them yeah. is his kid. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, Mighty Thor shows up, and we're like, ah, fuck, yeah, she's gonna die now. Okay, ultimate sacrifice, yada, 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 yada. So that that is also pulled from the end, or, like, the tail end of the Mighty Thor run, where there is a similar, like, huge threat. Jane is not allowed to use the hammer anymore, um, and she chooses to sacrifice. And you're going to fucking roll your eyes at me again. But the difference between Love and Thunder and like the way that you can do this stuff over comic books, like tons, whatever, 40, 50 issues. When that happened in the comic books, they, you got that scene that Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman did of Jane choosing to pick up the hammer. I a 100% cried when I read that comic book when it first came out. And then here, I didn't because I did not feel that same emotional connection to Natalie Portman. It's a great thing. It's like a great scene. But Good for you. 
<laughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah, like, a, I don't know. It maybe this maybe this film is weird for me because it the last like five or six Marvel movies we've gotten haven't been like an adaptation of anything. It's just been like, hey, we're going to do Spider-Man and we're going to do this villain or hey, we're going to do Doctor Strange and here's like a bunch of shit. And this is pretty much just an adaptation. So I kind of knew everything as it. it's like watching any time a book is adapted into movie. Like I kind of knew every important. So maybe that's my problem with this movie. Is Stop just, reading so much bullshit. Yeah, it's, uh, that wasn't where I was going with it, but sure. I know. I know that's not where you were going to go with it. <laughs> I'm I'm reader Still, blaming. Good for Natalie. I'm very happy for her, and I liked her. Don't call me Lady Thor thing. Yeah. That was the leading up to eat my hammer. Yeah, she is... got to use the eat my hammer. <laughs> that was that was enjoyable. Real stupid. Yeah. This yeah. So then, yeah, blah, 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 it breaks the sword, blah, 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 it still makes it through, blah, 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 makes his wish to not kill the gods, but bring his daughter back. And now he's now now he's a dad. So because that's how child rearing works. Somebody wishes to bring their dead daughter back at an altar and then give it away to the first very handsome gentleman they see. As they perish, as they perish, altar. correct. You skipped ahead a bunch, so I'm going to have to play catch-up. Did I, though? First of all, when they go into that afterlife realm, I laughed. And the reason that I laughed is because I knew I would get to share this with you. Is that the way that they designed the afterlife in... uh, Or or maybe not the afterlife, whatever this place was. That's also the afterlife in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, fuck that's what you. the afterlife looks like in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> that's the dumbest Quite, shit. That's great, yeah. Quite literally, it is exactly the afterlife in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I hate it here. And I don't know if that was just like because it's it's all Disney. I mean, it's pretty, but yeah, but it's also that like watery like brown like clouds. Like, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But that is. I still hundred percent the afterlife of Kingdom Hearts. Um, the other thing of um, the daughter. So I, I guess we're calling her Love because she doesn't really have a, a name otherwise. Jess asked me this too. She doesn't inherently seem based on anything, but there is a character. Like when they showed that uh, the reverse reflection of her in the Kingdom Hearts water. And then they showed that she had like laser eye powers or whatever. Um, there is like a character that has no real origin story in the books named Singularity that also kind of looked like that weird eternity type figure. So, but uh, I also could not tell like one is love like the Singularity character, or two is did eternity become love? Is that what I'm happened just, in that scene? You're just saying words now, man. I don't. Did the character of Eternity, who is this embodiment of everything, then turn? It was Gore's wish that Eternity became this child. Like, I guess I I didn't understand why they did the reflection that showed the little girl as also as Eternity, unless it's just like wish bullshit. That's just the power of wishing. So she's a, a, a an aspect of eternity. Like, why does she have powers all of a sudden? Yeah, That's that that I'm... was the bit that I that would make the most sense as to why this this whoever what's her face has powers now. 
because that wouldn't have like that would be a weird thing for Gore to be like, I want my daughter to be alive and now the daughter also, of this random person. But she needs her own superpowers as well, please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she's going to make it on her own. So the the wishing aspect was a little bit odd. But also that the whole sequence was a little bit odd. Yeah, that it's also odd like, that... She, if I wish her back into life, she's going to be alone. And they're like, she doesn't have to be alone. I'm going to go over here and not talk to you for the rest of the scene. Bye. <laughs> Right, right. All right, and then she's gonna get glittered to Asgard because apparently she gets like a a a, a night ship. That's what I meant to say. Oh, well, I mean, they did mention Valhalla eighteen billion times, so yeah. it was just a matter of fucking. So that's what she meant to say. It. But also, just like because everybody wants to go there, <laughs> they're just dying to get in. Oh, um, but like, she's not. But why? Why what? Why does she get? She's not as guardian. Why does she get to go there? Well, because she was a she's a space Viking now. By, she's by Thor. Be, yeah, she's the mighty Thor. That's so. If I change my name to the mighty Thor, can I? Can well, I go only if you get the hammer too. Yeah. Yeah, you get the hammer. Yeah. Well, uh, I get one of the ghosts. Valkyrie says that to her, or, because Valkyrie mentioned. This is why I was like, they should have let Valkyrie die because she keeps mentioning dying and going to Valhalla. But when they're on the boat, um. Dude, they couldn't even kill Sif, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny too because like you kind of forgot Sif wasn't even in Ragnarok, so that's the only reason she got to still be alive. And the only reason I guess she wasn't in Ragnarok is because she was on a couple a, a couple episodes of Agents of Shield, and then cool. stayed Rad. somewhere, somewhere, somewhere else, long enough for Jamie Alexander to come back here and that one scene in Loki. Which you clearly also forgot about. Yep, I did. Uh, yeah, I. The Valhalla thing is interesting. Like, it's nice. I hope that's not the bullshit excuse that we use to just bring the mighty Thor back later. Versus it is having just figured out a reason to let her live. Do we have to pull someone out of the afterlife? I don't know. Yeah, that's how this works. So then we can just keep recycling the same trash for forever you think natalie is trash no i'm just saying that as a generality i'm saying like we can just the gang recycles their trash we're gonna keep recycling <laughs> all of this shit until the heat death of the universe like that sounds nice yeah all right do we want to talk about your your boy whoever this guy is that people were happy to see and i was just like oh. <laughs> i knew the character i didn't know the actor i think it's brett goldstein yeah he's from, on that from ted lasso Sure. Ted Lasso's like, like oh, it's actually that's why he looked familiar. I could not tell where he was from. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, of all of the esoteric bullshit that you fucking watch, the fact that Ted Lasso isn't a thing that you would even contemplate watching is kind of crazy. <laughs> Literally, no one has ever been able to give me a compelling reason to watch this show. I don't care about football, soccer. I don't care about Jason Sudeikis. Everyone is just like, oh, but you got to watch Ted Lasso. Like, okay. Like, I you got to fucking I, watch fucking uh, Shorzy. Like, what do you want yeah. from me? 
I think it. I think it's no. It's it's more just due to the sheer quantity of content that you consume is <laughs> actually insane. I don't know you as like a living human being can actually absorb that much content. And the fact I'm that something. All my content- to hours on stuff I like, like Stranger Things or, I don't know, The Leftovers or Lost or Mr. Robot or any of these other shows that I really, really love. So you've got an actor I don't care about and a sport I don't give a shit about. Like, what's what reason do I have to watch but it's this? Like, it's like saying, versus, hey, you've got this show that takes place in the 80s and it's about Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, fuck dude, yeah, it's, those are it's, the things it's, I it's like. like. It's like saying, I don't like Scrubs because I don't like going to the doctor's office. That's a fucking asinine rationale. But Scrubs has something in it that I like. It has Zach Braff. Do you so like cool. Bill Lawrence? I'm willing to, willing to, yeah, Bill Lawrence. He's cool. Hey, cool. What did Bill Lawrence yeah. do, Ted Lasso? <laughs> Fuck with. <laughs> yeah, well, get if absolutely had ever fucked. Fucking said that to me. Literally every time Ted Lasso comes, oh, you just go to watch Ted Lasso. Like, do you like Juno Temple? I don't have any opinions on Juno Temple. Oh, okay. Well, know if you'd like it. She's fine. She's done like various factory things. I thought yeah. maybe you'd be like, oh yeah. Oh. But like, also to be fair, I didn't watch Cougar Town either. That's also Bill Lawrence, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, but, but the, yeah, he's a he's the a Bill writer. Lawrence thing. Fair. He's a writer and executive producer. You just walked right into my trap, and I was very happy you did. Thank you. Fair. <laughs> my counterpoint is, I still haven't watched Cougar Town, so that's fine. And, and I'm not saying I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my god, you have to if you don't watch. The, oh my god, it's just nice. It was a good. It was a. It was. It's a nice watch. It's a universally positive, mostly uplifting funny and nice show and it you yeah, leave feeling got, like an okay thing like an I okay my, person i got my nice shows i got bob's burgers and that's fine Great north and uh, i i don't watch tv to feel nice okay <laughs> i watch it to feel awkward and sad and mortified and freaked out um well, uh, my one commentary uh, outside of Brett Goldstein, is that his name? I think I think that's Brett, his name. Brett I think it's Gold, Brett Goldstein. Goldstein. Um, okay, so at this point, at least in the Taika movies, like, so Thor has fought his sister, the goddess of death, who he literally cannot, he cannot beat. He has mm-hmm. to fucking call in Surtur to blow up Asgard to beat his sister. Then he fights the God Butcher, who he literally cannot beat, mm-hmm. and he has to call in a second Thor mm-hmm. to beat to beat this this monster. And you're telling me that to ante this up, he's gonna fight Hercules. Hercules, Hercules has got this one, guys. Don't worry, Zeus couldn't get him, but Hercules, Hercules has got his number. I mean, it's just like Hercules is fine. I have nothing against both the original Greek character of Hercules or the Marvel comic book version of Hercules. I've got a bunch of Hercules comics. He's a fine enough character. And sure, like God versus versus demigod, fun, sure, yeah. Um, I get that Hercules is a rival to Thor in the comic books. But again, goddess of death, upping the ante to a god butcher, and now also, dude who, just who, who, dude whose dad <laughs> Thor murdered. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why is he going down a peg? It's going down like yeah, 20 pegs. Like, yeah. yeah, like he's he stabbed Zeus in the chest with his own weapon. Yeah. Yet his son's gonna, oh, I got this one, Dad. No, you fucking don't. Maybe the next movie, Thor will have cancer, and then that is equal uh, to fight. He'll have he'll have the god cancer that we were just yep. talking about. The god cancer. From the and god then Hercules shows up. He's like, cancer. I want to fight you. And Thor's like, I can't. I've got chemo, man. I've got god cancer. God chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, gang. I'm beginning oh, to feel like there's a... And then Heimdall is Heimdall? there. We already talked about Valhalla. Yeah. Uh, we got to see Idris Elba again, which is nice. That's always nice. I'm beginning to feel like there's no real plan here. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, oh, you mean we've just been fucking about for four years of this bullshit? And there's another there's a fucking Black Panthers coming out in a few months. Like, and we're doing fucking nothing. Like, maybe Miss Marvel pushes it ahead. My guess is it doesn't. But like, holy fucking shit. Like, go on some more. Go on a longer retreat, Kevin. Like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here because... You're introducing concepts and doing nothing with them, and then there are other movies that don't even touch upon those concepts that you've already said have altered the entirety of everything, but then people are just like, nah, I'm just going to punch stuff with lightning. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? I think I've said this before. My assumption was like, if we're doing like trilogy of phases again, right, where it's like, phase one, introduce the Avengers, phase two, started to like build out the Infinity Stones. Phase three, like really ramp up to the threat of Thanos and then fight Thanos, right? Like, okay, so maybe we're doing a trilogy of phases again where phase four will do this and phase five will bring people together. Phase six, everybody what fights is- Kang, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think in the pre-show here, I was like, they're probably not going to do multiverse shit or maybe they will, but also maybe this is about world building and just expanding on ideas and concepts. And they didn't do that. Unless they and say like, I, oh, they, 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 they killed like, uh, they they killed an Incan god, and that's going to be irrele- like relevant tomorrow, unless they pull that or, shit. Yeah, who knows? Like one of the fifteen hundred but... distress beacons was a relevant god that we somehow haven't met yet, but now they're relevant because they're dead. Because fuck you. But I'm also kind of wondering, like, is the future? And this isn't necessarily a a bad thing per se. And I don't know what you guys think about this, but like maybe the future of the MCU is just like like films about the characters versus it having to lead to a big crossover. Like we did the big crossover thing and it was cool and awesome. Are we just going to like paint the house red again? Or now it's like, you're going to have a Thor franchise and Thor's going to go off and do his own thing. And that's it. It's just, here's three Thor movies on their own. Here's three, whatever movies in this movie. And like, we aren't going to do that. I don't know if maybe we are going to do the crossover. So, so but, like, I don't know if you would be okay with just the first bit. We just go. Is Zeus, and now we're in Hercules territory, as in knocking it down eighteen pegs. For some reason, because so Matt's not of, Matt's not cool with it. We because got we it. couldn't think of anything else. Alexis, how about you? Would you be okay be if this is just it. like you just get a like, superhero movie? It's not a big to do anymore. Yeah, I feel like they're at this point if they're trying to do a big to do with all of the shit that they're doing it's been too much like i feel like it worked earlier because there's less people to care about but now we have way too many people if we're just going to keep adding characters not everyone can be in a big to do so maybe they'll still have like a big to do with some characters but not every character can be involved kind of thing in any no more end game moment of avengers assemble here's that everybody's here 
yeah i just Avengers like Ultimate. That, that would probably get really yeah. annoying to me that would be like too much at this point with how many people that they're introducing and bringing in and hmm. just yeah like they're gonna have to trim it down in some way so they're gonna have to leave some characters to just be like you're doing your own thing maybe you'll be a part of this event but you won't be part of this one. And they'll, they'll just keep doing that kind of thing. Like here's the street level characters. Here's the cosmic characters. Here's the whatever. And maybe they'll mix sometimes too, but they just can't have every character in every single event. Like it's just not going to work. Like, I, I think my hang up here is like, yeah, we're talking about like the, the phased approach and like the escalation that they had to the, the apex, but like, the density of content in this universe is so much higher now than what it was for it to both be this dense, but not be fucking going anywhere is crazy town that we've probably had the amount of content in like the first three phases of Marvel in the last three, four years. Uh, that's obviously an exaggeration, but between uh -huh. like TV shows and movies like the amount of content that has been in this quote phase where and hasn't gone anywhere is probably the first two phases of the Marvel MCU. Yep. And they went they they were building blocks for something. Well, I feel like they they must be getting away. Like they have to be getting away from being like you need to watch everything in order to understand this event. Like cuz that's just insanity to ask people to be like, "Oh, you have to watch all these series, you have to watch all these movies and even now mm -hmm. these animated things." Like that's insane to ask for. So I feel like they have to be going away from that. If they're trying to be like, you still have to watch everything to understand what the big picture is. Like I'm, I'm fucking dropping out too, because I can't do Just that. Too much. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's get it. too much. It's the, it is. Yeah. We're literally at the point of like, this is the, the trap of comic mm -hmm. books, yeah. right? It's that I want to buy this crossover, the summer crossover events, mm -hmm. but so, okay, the summer crossover event right now is called uh, Judgment Day, and it is a crossover between the Avengers and the X-Men and the Eternals. The Avengers have been doing their own thing for uh, a while, and the Eternals was kind of also in the, its own pocket, but the X-Men are like 50 books. <laughs> and to understand everything that's going on with the X-Men, like, I don't need... I swear to God to both of you, Matt won't believe me. Like I, I don't follow everything X-Men. I can't, it's too many books. I don't give a shit enough. I don't believe you. I read one. I read two books. I read immortal X-Men and I read uh, new mutants. Cause I like the new mutants, but I have no idea uh, how much of this shit is going to factor into this big judgment day thing. Cause I've been reading the majority of X-Men books and there's already been announced like four spinoff, side things that are also being written in addition to the series and then these crossover events that oh you got to read this one issue of this book and blah, blah like that's been the way the comic books have always been and it is a nightmare and uh the the quote unquote the rule of thumb was always like well you just read the ones that like oh if matt DeChiara is writing the event book just read the only the things that matt DeChiara also authors if you see a book that ties into the event and matthew malikoff wrote it you don't need to read it because who gives a shit we've got to do that a little bit with some of this stuff in the marvel universe because you, you you're right like i'll probably do my best to keep up but with all of the netflix shit at a certain point i stopped watching them mm -hmm. i never i never finished the punisher or iron fist like he, I, it just kind of lost me because it wasn't compelling enough 
but yeah, then it then you get to like this weird point where if they do start doing this ramp up to another like apex, another conflict, another overarching storyline, it's like then they're picking and choosing the things that are going to be in it. It's either you're picking and choosing the things that are going to be in it or relevant to it and fully ignoring other things that people may really love and be upset that it's not included in it, or you include all of it and it is an absolutely incoherent mess. Like, well, they sure, are, they but already again, jumped. that's that's what I was saying with the crossover thing, right? It's like, it's Avengers, it's X-Men, and it's Eternals, but you still got, I don't know, fucking Daredevil and Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, they're not involved at all. They're off in their own corner, and hey, here's a Daredevil event, and a bunch of characters are going to show up in the Daredevil events, and there's your summer event for that that stuff right like i think it's going to be weird but if that's that's if we aren't like you're saying if it's not like we're going to get a fifth avengers film avengers colon what the fuck ever that brings all of these characters together and you finally get to see moon knight interact with thor for whatever reason um you're it's going to be have to be alexis's version where you have like pockets of like little mini events that things bring up or you just you go off and everything just kind of branches off and then you do just start to say, cool, I want to see the next Thor movie, but I don't give a shit about Guardians or, you know, uh, you you are the person who's like, I'm only going to see a Spider-Man film. I'm not going to see any other ones. Like, Yeah, I, I I would. And like, it just and you is, don't like that, but Alexis is apparently fine with it. <laughs> yeah, but like just as you're that sort of uh, you're 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 the one uh, kind of acting as that filter for me. I think if we we're going to get to a point where. Someone in Marvel oh, telling needs... you what you need to watch. Yeah, someone at Marvel <laughs> needs to be the filter for the rest of the movie. Movie going public to be like, I'm okay, sure they would. I'm sure mm. they would. They would be like, this is Why going they... to involve these people. Like, I feel like I feel like they would never do. That no, because they would want you to consume want you all, to the media. all of them. <laughs> consume the media, and then maybe your the, the shit you like will be here. Well, yeah, I don't I think like... they would tell you far ahead of time. I think they would tell you soon, like close to the movie, to be like, big watch these things because most people are going to oh do that's it. fair oh, yeah okay. when you load when you load up disney plus now it's like yeah. get ready for thor love and thunder and it gives you like a bunch of sure. movies to watch yeah, yeah but, i don't I mean, think all... they would be like this is the new like phase whatever if you want to follow this storyline they wouldn't do that not at all of course they would just be like hey here's all this stuff that's coming you should be interested in all but closer to things like here's yeah. what to rewatch before you do this if you want to know what's going on i'm sure they would do more of that kind of thing um, did we ever talk about m- what my theory was on the phases? Did we ever talk about that? No. Like where I thought things were leading to? Or maybe, but um, I'll do it really, really quickly because I'll, I'll just want to get to um, one other point and then we can wrap. Um, my initial theory with the building blocks that they had set out was like phase four, when they initially announced it at San Diego Comic-Con, it ended with Fantastic Four. And I was like, okay, maybe Fantastic Four is not like a, an event movie like the Avengers, but with all of the concepts and stuff that they're introducing, the Fantastic Four is literally like the most important Marvel comic ever. It was the first one. They're, they're, a, a lot of stuff that we have seen, things you guys like, things you probably don't like, it, it somehow all came from Fantastic Four. Black Bolt, uh, the Black Agar Boltagon first appeared in Fantastic Four. Black Panther also first appeared in Fantastic Four. Agatha Harkness, again, first appeared in Fantastic Four. There's so many ideas and concepts and things that are just very common in the Marvel stuff started there. So I felt like, okay, we're going to introduce ideas and concepts. We got our Black Agar Boltagon. Um, and then we'll get this Fantastic Four, but that's maybe not an event 
but it's going to show that's going to be the thing that really kind of shows us what what is the connection here um then i was assuming that phase five or whatever was like some of the stuff that we've seen was so julia louis dreyfus is out there forming like an evil avengers i guess i've Um, I've forgotten about her entirely holy shit that felt like (laughs) years ago u.s agent she's got black widow right um we've got younger and legacy characters showing up so like there's a new captain america you've got a new hawkeye uh miss marvel show we'll talk about um so you can start uh to form and i assumed thor would pass his hammer to mighty thor but whatever we can start to get like a, a new avengers versus a dark avengers or evil avengers thing kind of going on and that's where things would start to coalesce a little bit more right like how uh like shang chi goes off with like wong to to do something right like there are these characters that are hooking up with like main people we know and so i was like okay cool this is how we're gonna start to see a legacy characters fight whatever julia louis dreyfus is doing with the last phase being like the big bad thing again and that was probably going to be where kang fully shows up like if kang is going to show up at random points in the way that thanos did my assumption was like in loki the Kang we meet is like, there's this one Kang that's so much worse than all of the other Kangs you've ever seen. We're all fucking terrified of him. It's like, okay, cool. You can do like a big event, do a Kang thing. Um, granted, like who the fuck knows anymore. Um, but the reason why I wanted to quickly cover that was uh, so we're going to record Miss Marvel and then right when we finish that, I think San Diego Comic-Con happens. Oh, God help us. And so my assumption, or my, maybe my hope, is that Kevin Feig will get on the stage and be like, "Here's what's going on." <laughs> you guys, whether, are really whether he's like, what the fuck here's, we're like doing. yeah, like here's our here's our plan. And uh, I was I was thinking maybe we should do, assuming there is something. If there's nothing, okay, whatever. But assuming there's something, we could get back and talk about like, given our problem with these movies, is that we're all kind of sitting here waiting. If they give us a better clue, maybe we can get back together and talk about if we still give a shit. <laughs> I feel like the answer for Matt is going to be like, whatever, but <laughs> it is whatever. Yeah. But so I guess focusing on this, like it's, it was good, but not like yeah, incredible. Fine. Like I thought it was, it was, it was enjoyable. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Exactly what I was expecting it to be. Nice to spend some time with my friends in a dark room, not talking to one another. It's exactly. You get it. Well, okay. Uh, Then I will see you both again shortly to talk about Miss Marvel. Yep. And more content. Yay! And I'll go watch Ted Lasso. There you go. I won't actually. I I know you won't. But they're only half-hour episodes. It's very short. It's digestible. (laughs) Crushable. There's a new Craig of the Creek. I think I'm going to watch that instead. Another show you have never heard of. (laughs) I have heard of it because you've told me about it. <laughs> Doesn't the kid have so, a hockey stick yep, or something? That, like, there's, there's right. some hockey stick related something or other with Craig of the Creek. I thought. There is an episode, on. yeah, but yeah. it's not a it, not a central element. Doesn't like matter. like 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 hockey and Shorzy is a central element. I so you should just fucking watch Shorzy. <laughs> Dude, eat my fucking balls. No, it's give your balls a tug. Kid fucker.